you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today, cracking some jokes the podcast way. Goals on goals, where homers on homers, tutties on tutties, got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into Petrilli. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the BSP Podcast. It's been a minute since we did an actual episode of the podcast, but make sure you're clicking the subscribe button to the YouTube app, BSP Podcast, because I've been putting out a lot, a lot, a lot of content out there along on my Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, also at Brendan Petrilli on all those. But I hope you guys have been enjoying it. We had a really busy week last week with the John Kincaid Show. Got to meet a lot of really cool people. Got to meet Doc Rivers, George Nian, Kate Scott, Jaden McDaniels, Mickey Morandini. I mean, the list goes on and on. If you want to check a little bit more of that out, click the right below. Go check out the channel. The videos are all right there. It was a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody. We got a, probably a couple new listeners. It's been it's been absolutely awesome to see the YouTube subscribers grow. Make sure you go check out. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast, make sure you click subscribe there also. But the YouTube audience has been growing tremendously over the past couple weeks here. For good or for bad, the Eagles losing, it's whatever. Hey, I appreciate you coming back and watching the videos. I hope you're enjoying it. Let me know below what you guys think, what you want to see more as we move forward here. But first things first, right? We All that said, right? Eagles, we're, we've moved on. We've moved on. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a while now, right? So that's why I don't want to talk about the Sixers right now. I don't want I don't want to hurt anymore right now. I want to talk about some stuff that, that makes me excited, that makes me feel good and happy inside. That's the Philadelphia Phillies right now. Because this Sixers team, we're going to get to them. If you want a little bit of NBA take, talk, go check out Cold One Conversations with me and my boy Harry Heaps. That link's in the description also. We'll probably be talking some NBA and put that putting that out today also so go check that out on youtube and spotify and everywhere else if you want a little bit of nba today we're going all out on the phillies because it was andrew painter day yesterday it's the day that everybody's been waiting for since the phillies lost in the world series to the houston astros and honestly even in the middle of the season last year because you wanted to see this young amazing arm 19 years old crazy to think about now you know where where i'm at you know, I was just 19, bro. Like I'm I'm 24 now. And the thing that I'm calling this guy a kid, because he is, but he's out there throwing 99, 98 to Carlos Correa in his first major league, well, somewhat major league appearance out on the mound. And the guy dominated. He gave up a couple hard hits, but he's got the stuff. He, he left a couple balls o- over the plate a little bit. He's still figuring it out. But what is awesome about it is not just the velocity, right? It's the movement. It, it's the way that uh, that fastball can cut in on a lefty. It can go away from a lefty. Or he just throws it straight. Yeah, a little bit, it was kind of when it was straight, it was going up up and away a little bit on him. He wasn't getting on top of it as much as he probably would have liked. But that, that'll that come. He's got that cutter. He's got that sinking action. He's got the slider. He's got the big overhand curveball. He's adding new pitches as he's growing here. He's throwing absolute gas. And I've watched his first two outings about three or four times already today. It's fun. It's exciting because when we're going to dive into this Phillies team now, right? 
there's not a lot of holes. There really isn't. We're talking fifth spot of the rotation. We're talking bench players. We're talking maybe first base, question mark. We'll get into that in a minute. But Andrew Painter here, right? He can really solidify himself as that fourth, uh, fifth option in that starting rotation. And you can you have the luxury to give him and t- let him take his time. I think he should be up in the majors to start at, at opening day. Why go down to the minors? He's proven everything down in the minors. He has just cruised throughout the minor leagues the past two years as he's been in the Phillies organization. If he's gonna if he's gonna fail, let him fail in the big leagues at this point. Let him grow and let him have your coaches that you want him to be a part of. Coach him, not just watching a scouting report, watching the film and texting down to Lehigh Valley and be like, hey, he's got to work on this. No, hands-on experience. That's the way you're gonna that's the way he's gonna grow and get, get the most out of it, most out of the coaching. Yes, you love your coaches down in single A, double A, triple A, and they're mirroring what your head coach wants, but why not just bring it to the head coach, the head pitching coach, and let him be in that opening day lineup? Well, I mean, it would take a couple days. He would be pitching that first homestand, which will be awesome. I got my Phillies season ticket package. I'm super excited about that. Me and the boys, we got a, uh, about five or six seats in a row out in 202, so if you're ever at a game, feel free to hit me up, see if I'm there. I'd love to come check out and hang out with everybody. But when it comes down to it, right, we're talking fifth spot in the rotation. Maybe with the luxuries of having a, a walker now be your fourth guy, uh, Ranger Suarez emerging as a solid, a very solid number three, maybe even a number two. But when you got Nola and you got Wheeler at the top, it bumps everybody down and it gets deeper and it takes the pressure off of guys. And that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. And maybe with a guy like Barely Falter, you can even throw in there and go six-man rotation because that's where you struggled at the end of the year. Wheeler and Nola, they were running out of gas. Alvarado and the and the other guys in the bullpen were running out of gas because you had to use them so much. Now, if you go to a six-man rotation every once in a while, I'm not saying the whole year, no. Maybe a week or two here, get guys a couple extra days rest. What is it going to hurt? Like, it's not. Your talent level is there across the board now that you can afford when before, you know, you're throwing up guys like, I mean, geez, right? Like Cole Irving or or guys like that. Jared Eikoffs, where you're having them be your third option, your number three pitchers. Now you have top level talent fighting for you that fifth spot. And you can afford to make it a six man. That's a luxury of being a good team, a deep team. And they finally built that up. You still even got guys like Griff McGarry, who's probably honestly more innings pitch-wise ready for the big leagues. And he's fighting for a spot there too. So we'll see as we move forward. That's obviously going to be the hot-butting topic moving forward throughout this spring training here and just watching Andrew Painter pitch. I'm excited to see Tejon Walker pitch towards the end of this week on Friday, I believe I saw. Just to see, because I, I, you always saw him have good stuff, especially against the Phillies. He always seemed like he was either going to get lit up or he was going to go six no-hit innings, you know, one-hit inning, and strike out a bunch of guys. So getting him in this system now, where you've seen them turn guys like Jose Alvarado, Ranger Suarez, 
and, and the likes and, and have built them up over the past year, maybe you can kind of bring it in, hone in that talent that he has. Because he's got immense amount of talent. See what happens. And he's only your fourth guy. That's when. Yes, he's getting paid a lot of money, obviously. But I'm excited to see what he can give you. He could be he could be a real surprise that a lot of people have kind of forgotten about this past offseason because you've had guys like you know Mick Abel and and Griff McGarry and and the young guys and Andrew Painter. Now you get you get a solid veteran arm in that back end of that rotation there. That is a legit arm. So we'll see. And then you got guys like Trey Turner coming in on the offensive side. Man, I mean, can you have a better debut in the in a spring training game? A little single, just a slap hit single. Get the got jammed a little bit, fought it off, blooped it in, gets on base, goes, steals a bag. Kyle Schwarber, I think, struck out. And then the next pitch, two pitches later, JT Real Muto gets a little off his hands a little bit, gets past the shortstop. Trey easily comes around the score. Hopefully we'll be seeing that a lot this year because Trey Turner should be leading off for this Phillies team and you have Kyle Schwarber batting second. I mean, I obviously that's what they're going to go with from now on. And I think if people are still arguing that, I mean, wh- what are we doing here, guys? I want Trey Turner getting on base, especially with these new rules. We'll have to talk about that too. I didn't even bring that up. All the new rule changes. We'll get to that in a second. I'm just so excited about this Philly squad as a whole and talking about this team before we actually have to get to the actual rule changes that can affect a lot of things moving forward. But with Trey Turner, he affects things so much, especially for guys like Schwarber, for Rio Muto, for Castellanos, who is going to have a bounce back here. He's going to have it. I mean, obviously he has to for his sake for being on this team, but he's going to. I'm very confident. You're starting to see that swing come back. He's really getting the bat head down on the ball. He's getting a level swing off, and he's driving the ball to the other way, which is nice. Not those little blue pits. He's really driving that ball. His first home run is that nice line drive home run over the right field fence. So it's a lot of things to watch, and a lot of people are upset. You can't always watch all these games. Now, I'm very grateful that you know getting that partial season ticket plan that the MLB gave you uh, MLB TV for free. So I've been able to watch the games on the other broadcasts. So that's nice. Uh, I don't know how many times I can give out my username and password, but if you if you want, hit me up. Maybe the first, you know, true uh, true BSP podcast fan. Uh, maybe I'll give it out to you. We'll see. But, you know, if you have been following along, I hope everybody's been super pumped with all the content I've been putting out. But we've also had that new sponsor game, Philly Drinkers. We're always rocking them throughout we got the we got the shirt hope you guys watch the unboxing no one likes us we don't care jason kelsey we got the hats everything make sure you go check them out also because it's going it's going to be a fun ride if you got ideas feel free to send them because you know the guys at philly drinkers they're always open you know they're listening to some of the ideas that i've had hopefully we can get in the works moving for the philly season here but you know we also got the sixers ramping up if you got ideas feel free to dm me on anywhere instagram twitter whatever at brendan petrelli Leave in the comments section here below uh, because that's all we're doing here. We're building a community. We're, we're just trying to have fun and grow and hopefully watch some championship wins because, man, it's been awesome. I'm going to be making a video, so stay tuned. Of all my different reactions that I've been putting out, right, 
throughout the whole Phillies run, Eagles run, and, and the like, right? I, I have all you know, I have all of them on my phone. I'm gonna start piecing them together because, man, it's been awesome. As much as it sucked, it, what else would you rather have, right? Your team has been in it. We've had some dark times over the past 20 years, whether it's, you know, the Eagles blowing it up with Chip Kelly, uh, you know, getting rid of Andy Reid, rebound and go to the Super Bowl, and we're back, right? Even a couple, one year with Doug Peterson in between there, it got a little ugly. Phillies, you had 08 run up until 2011. Decade of ugh, of ugh, that's all I got to say. Then you finally get Bryce Harper, we go on that run. Sixers, the process. They've been so bad. The the quadruple doinks. Now, you know, we'll see with them moving forward here. But there's been so many good moments, and I want to kind of piece that all together, just kind of reflect and just be like, this is what it's about. This is what a fan's being about. You, you don't always get to be in these situations, to be in these championship games every other every other month, it feels like, right? So hopefully the Sixers can keep it going. But, yeah, so stay tuned. Click the subscribe button, put the bell on for that, as we, I'll be putting that out probably next week. And I'll be doing a WMMR, 93.3 WMMR. We're going to Montage Mountain, and we're me and a couple of uh, uh, Sam and Sam and I will be making a video there also for their uh, – why, why am I drawing a blank right now? Hold up, Brendan. Get it together, kid. For the Cardboard Classic with MMR, you know, Sam, Rachel, and I, um, we'll be making a video. So that'll be a lot of fun, so stay tuned. But let's get back into this, right? Because you have all these exciting pieces. And your one guy, your top dog, Zach Wheeler, he's not a fan of a couple moves that the MLB has made and put in place for this season. You have the pitch clock. It's 15 seconds, right, with nobody on. That pitcher's got to get in and on the mound and ready by 8 or by 10, I think. I'm still working that out, too. And then the batter's got to be in and ready by 8 seconds left for the pitcher, or else it's an automatic strike on the batter. If the pitcher's not ready, then it's an automatic an automatic ball, right, for the batter. So <laughs> there's a lot of people think it's too fast. People think... You know, pitchers like uh, like like it's affecting too much, especially come playoff time. I don't disagree with that, but I love the pace. I love the pace of where the game has been, at least, you know, for the past week or so in spring training. People thought it was rushed at first when you saw that very first video of the very first spring training game, right? But then actually watching the Phillies games, it's not too bad. They get up, throw a pitch. It's no more get in there, you know, readjust the hat, tuck the thing back in, grab the sleeve a little bit. You can't do the hand on the palm of your gloves anymore. Fuck you, Astros. But it's getting rid of the redo the batting gloves, do the helmet. Maybe is my dip, like, you know, how does the dip look in the mouth? (laughs) Did I get a little chaw? Like, there's no more of that, which is good. It's get in, go. Get in, go. And there's going to be more balls in play. There's going to be more more strikeouts. There's going to be more hits. Because batters are going to be able to jump on pitchers at this point. The pitcher can't take their time and be like, no. Yes, no. Ah, They got to get it. Know what they want. 
They got the pitch calm in the air, which helps a lot cutting that down. And you even saw Max Scherzer kind of calling his own pitches too, which I kind of think is that's definitely going to be the move moving forward where pitchers are going to be starting to every once in a while. Nah, 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 bang, this is what I want. So we'll see. And, you know, Corey Simon tweets out a couple of the games here, right? Two hours, 32 minutes, two hours, 28 minutes, two hours, 43 minutes, three hours, six minutes. Everything's under 230. And that one game that was three hours had 14 walks and 18 runs in it. So if there's not a big blowout like that where guys are slugging all 10 plus runs in a game, even three hours is very doable from where we've been in the past going four hour, four and a half, five hour games. If you can watch all those runs in a three hour span, I think it's great. And I think it's a better fan experience because you're not going. Hmm. Strike. Oh, okay. And then you're you're scrolling through Twitter or whatever. You got to be locked in. Is what I talked about during this. You know, right last year during that stretch is you want that that hold on to every pitch, that every moment, and feel it. And now you can't during a regular season just forget about it because those pitches still matter. And I can see why Zach Wheeler wants more time because those pitches can make or break a game. It's going to be interesting to see the balance moving forward now, right, with what the MLB does with these rule changes. I, I do think maybe you can add an extra five seconds or so. Uh, I don't think games should end on a walk-off, you know, violation, whether it's a, uh, on the pitcher or on the or on the hitter strikeout. I feel like that should just not be a thing. You know, if the bases are loaded, there shouldn't – if there's a violation on the pitcher or walk, run home, that should not be a thing. I think it should be more flexible – I think they'll figure it out, but, you know, a couple of my buddies, you know, are freaking out. Just, you know, you know who you are, but you're always like this with all new things. But I do agree. When it does happen, it's going to suck if it bites the Phillies in the ass and we're all going to lose it. But I think it's definitely a good thing for baseball moving forward. And you think about it back in the day, right? Listen, I was, you know, I work for the Fanatic, right? And I'm sitting there with Jamie Lynch on a Saturday afternoon and in Malvern. And back in the day, this is what pitchers used to do. That's how baseball was. All those baseball purists, that's how it was back in the day, back in the early 20s and 30s and 50s. They they got the ball and they went. There was no in-between grabbing their nuts and all that. It was quick. It, it was to the point, bang, 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 in and out. Over the past 50 years, I don't know what happened in the game of baseball. Maybe it was more of a show aspect that kind of what made it that the TV side of it made it go and stretch so much longer. But it's good to get it back condensed because that's what that's where the game needs to be. They'll find that sweet spot. And I believe it that that it will. They just got to be flexible. The, the umpires, maybe you should give a warning, like maybe not always give it to, you know, give them a strike right away. But you do have to police it and, you know, oh, they're not used to it. Well, yeah, you're going to have to get used to it now. And that's kind of where where Zach Wheeler finished off talking with the guys in the booth where the Phillies is like, yeah, I'll have to get used to it. That's the way the baseball, they're not going to change. So seeing the flexibility of how they play with it is going to be interesting. Other other rule changes, no, no shifts. That's a big topic, right? Everybody. Oh, you should be able to hit the other way if you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I agree with you. I agree. 
They should be able to, but they can't. They can't. I don't know why. They just can't. So why not? I thought instead of getting rid of it completely, they should have gave given what? 15 shifts per game. So half, right? Or, you know, 16 shifts per game. Whatever you want to make. So then you still have that strategy with the coachings, you know, with the uh, with the managers, and you can still shift. Now, maybe do you shift in the first inning against a Kyle Schwarber with a Trey Turner on first base, or do you wait till later innings, and then maybe you use all your shifts in the first five innings, and then you got none in the ninth? It, that given that take and that, I think that could have given the game of baseball a little bit more strategy where, you know, taking and putting the DH in took a little bit of that strategy out. More offense is a good thing. Better brand of baseball, faster brand of baseball, crisp, clean, no more lag, more fun. So I'm excited. The bigger base is another thing, but we'll see. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. A little rusty, I feel like, but we're getting back into the swing of things. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more daily vlogs and stuff like that as we move uh, forward. Follow me on Instagram, putting out reels and everything of the stuff I'm at. Feel free to DM me if you have any questions, any ideas for Philly drinkers or, you know, T-shirt ideas. More than welcome. Any video ideas. Shout out if you want to come on. I'm always down to talk with people. Always love hearing different opinions. It's always fun to have that back and forth. If you want a little bit more NBA talk, go to Cold One Conversations today. Harry Heaps and I are putting that video out. We're going to be recording in about two seconds after I'm done recording this one. All right. Thanks, everybody, so much. Shout out to 215. Go Birds. Go Phillies. Go Sixers. I don't know.